Welcome to today's message by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church. Liberty Baptist Church is located in Rock Falls at 2002 9th Avenue, just across from the Dillon Grade School. Pastor Tommy would like to invite you to be a part of their Sunday services. The Sunday school hour is at 10 a.m., followed by their morning worship at 11 a.m., or their evening service at 6 p.m. They would also love to have you be a part of their midweek services on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We hope you will get a blessing this morning as Pastor Tommy brings you a message from the Word of God. All right, it's that time again. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it so much. We just want to be a blessing to you, try to encourage you in the Lord a little bit. And I am Pastor Tommy McMurtry from the Liberty Baptist Church. And I always like to start the program off with a little bit of humor. So let's try this one out this morning. One day there was a man who was a very wealthy man. And it came time for him to pass on. He knew he didn't have much time left. And he wanted to die at home in his own bed. And so not long before he passed on, he said to his wife, Dear, I really do believe that we can take take it with us. I know we're always told we can't, but you know what? Just in case I've got a lot of possessions, I want you to go and withdraw a lot of our money from the bank and I want you to put it in a suitcase and I want you to put it in the attic right above my bed. And whenever I finally go, as I float up into that sky, I'm going to see if maybe I can just grab it and see if I just can't take it with me. The man really loved his possessions. And so the wife went and did as he said. She got the money together and she put it in a suitcase and put it in an attic right above his bed. And of course, the sad day came when he finally passed on and he went. And it was a few days later. It was after the funeral and all of a sudden it struck the wife. She said, you know what? I forgot about that money I put in the attic. I wonder if it maybe just uh, if he was able to take it with him. And so she climbed up in the attic and looked and there was a suitcase. It was there and the lady saw it and she said, Rats, I knew I should have put it in the basement. Well, anyway, hopefully you got that one. And let's try this one here. A woman is making pancakes for her kids and the kids start arguing over who is going to get the first pancake. Deciding it's a good time for a morality lesson, she says to them, You know, if Jesus were sitting here, he would say, Let my brother have the first pancake. One of the brothers looks at the other and says, Okay, you be Jesus. And anyway, I tell you, kids, there uh, they know how to wheel and deal, that's for sure. But This morning, I want us to go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, and I want to read a passage of Scripture to you. And what I want to talk about this morning, I want us as believers today, I'm assuming most people that would be listening to a program like this are probably believers. And I imagine if you've been saved for very long and if you've tried uh, sharing your faith with someone, you have probably uh, found out, you know, it's not always as easy as you think that, you know, it's funny when people get saved, they're always so excited about the gospel and uh, about salvation and really who wouldn't be. But one of the things that kind of shocks people sometimes and takes them for surprise is when they gladly receive the gospel and then they go and try to share it with someone else, they are always expecting them to be, you know, just as excited as they were. But unfortunately, many times whenever they do share the gospel with people uh, the people don't care they don't want to listen they're unaffected by it 
And a lot of times it causes people to scratch their head and it's like, you know, am I doing something wrong? Am I, uh, you know, did I not do a good enough job presenting the gospel? And, you know, there's a lot of things that we could probably attribute to people's denial. But one thing I think is clear, though, that some of what we tell people is difficult to receive sometimes and I want to sh- I want to talk about why that is and maybe it will help us just kind of understand where they're coming from and maybe it can help us in how we present the gospel to them but Matthew chapter 13 verse 15 <clears throat> says for this people's heart is waxed gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted, and I should heal them. I want you to know that if you've ever tried witnessing to somebody, and you gave them the gospel, if you use scripture, okay, and they just didn't get it, didn't seem to understand it, or maybe just denied it, and turned it around on you, maybe they made fun of you, called you a simpleton, or whatever, a religious fanatic, just understand that the reason they didn't get it, it's probably not because of your presentation, it's probably because their eyes are closed. Their ears are plugged, spiritually speaking. They're not listening. They don't want to listen. They don't want the truth. And the reason for that is because there are some things that are difficult for people to hear. There are some things just by nature we don't want to hear. Some words that we never want to hear. And I want to share some of these words with you that I think are very difficult to hear because some of these words are what we're telling people. And it is a difficult thing to receive. And maybe if we kind of put ourselves in their shoes, it will help us understand where they're coming from. And uh, maybe it will help you have a little patience with them and help you keep on trying and maybe figure out how to get the message across to them. But, you know, one phrase that we've all probably heard before and we hate hearing it is, you went the wrong way. You ever heard that before? Maybe you were driving somewhere and you got lost, and you couldn't figure out where you were going, you went a long way out of the way, and you stopped and finally asked for directions, and somebody tells you, yeah, you're, you went the wrong way, you're not even close to where you need to be. I remember one time when I was at my last church in LaSalle, um, I got a phone, the church got a phone call, and I answered it, and it was a fellow wanting to visit our church. He was passing through the area and wanted to visit our church, and he asked, um, he asked for directions to the church, and it was about, um, you know, about a half hour till church started. And I told him, I was like, yeah, if you, when you get off of Interstate 80, just head about two miles north on Route 251, uh, exit 75. Told, told him all those details, and he said, okay, that sounds easy enough. I should be there in plenty of time. And uh, about five minutes before the service starts, I get another call, and he's he was all confused and said, hey, uh, I, I got off on Interstate 80, and I drove north and I've been going for about 10-15 minutes now and I never saw the church and I told him I said well there's no way you can miss the church we're only about two minutes off the interstate and you 10 or 15 and and I said what what road are you on right now and he told me he was on route 23 well if you're not familiar with that area what had happened he had went 15 miles past the exit he was supposed to be on and went north on a completely different highway and he was probably at this point a good half hour from the church and church was going to be starting in about five minutes and when I explained to him how far he was from the church I'll never forget what he said he said 
I don't think I'm going to make it tonight. He was just too far away. There was He didn't have a chance and it was disappointing. It wasn't what he wanted to hear, but it was the truth. I remember another time I was there at that same church and there was an elderly lady. She stopped by the church asking for directions and she was trying to get to Bloomington and she was I, she had been coming I can't remember where she came from exactly but she was thinking she should almost be in Bloomington I mean she's like I have to be there by now and she was actually heading north when she stopped at our church and I felt terrible when I had to explain to her that she had passed that exit up a long time ago that she was more than an hour north of where she needed to be heading the wrong direction, and I will just never forget just the the look on her face that she just could not believe she was that far out of the way. And you know what? I hated telling her that. I hated telling her that, ma'am, you're, you've got over an hour to get to where you need to go. She thought she just had to drive a little farther north and she would be there. But the truth is, if I would have told her what she wanted to hear, she would have only gotten even more lost. She would have only gotten farther away from where she wanted to go. And as much as I felt terrible telling her she had to go an hour back the other direction, it was the truth. And people hate hearing that they went the wrong way, but unfortunately many people have chosen the wrong path in their life. They have chosen that broad way that leads to destruction that the Bible says many there be which goes in there at... They are heading the wrong direction. They are on the road to hell. They And they've been on that road for a long time. Maybe they've been thinking they're doing good. They've taken the religious route to heaven, which will only end up in hell. Being religious will not get you into heaven. Maybe they've taken the route of good works, thinking good works will get them to heaven. But good works will only cause you to end up in a place called hell because there is none righteous, no, not one. And it's a tough thing sometimes when you go and you talk to people and they've been on one of these roads for years and years and you tell them, I'm sorry, but you went the wrong way. That's not what they want to hear. And you know, as much as it upsets them to hear that, if they continue on that road, they're only going to get in deeper. It's only going to be harder for them to turn around. It's only going to be, it's going to, only going to be harder for them to admit that they were wrong. And you know what? Many times, because people have taken the wrong road, they've missed opportunities. The one fellow that called, he missed an opportunity to come visit the church he wanted to visit because he was just too far out of the way. There was no way he was going to be able to get there in time. Many people, they've, they've missed God's perfect will for their life. They took the wrong path. Maybe they married the wrong person. Maybe, you know, what, maybe they chose the wrong career. They unfortunately asked for directions way too late. They went the wrong way and they missed some opportunities. You know, the destination that everyone wants is happiness, peace, a good family. But some folks are beyond that point. They've missed that opportunity. They raise their kids like the world teaches you to raise their kids. And the kids have turned out terrible. It's too late for them to fix that now. And when you tell somebody you went down the wrong road, you took the wrong path, it's tough, okay? And I know it's true, but it doesn't make it any easier to hear. Just like if you hear from the doctor that you've got cancer and you're going to die, while that may be the truth, it's still hard to hear. It's not what people want to hear. But I'm telling you, you know, the truth, it's important we tell the truth. I'm not telling you to go lie to the people, but I'm telling you, 
you need to understand where they're coming from and that what you are telling them is going to be tough for them to swallow and maybe it'll help you have a little compassion as you're explaining the truth to them and hopefully they'll receive it but it's still tough either way you look at it you went the wrong way another phrase that we've all probably heard before that we hate to hear is that all your work was for nothing Isaiah 52 3 says for thus saith the Lord ye have sold yourselves for naught and ye should be redeemed without money he said you sold yourselves for naught for nothing okay all that you did it was for nothing. Now, you may remember, you know, some years back during the big financial collapse that happened, many people lost their retirement money and many could not bear the thought or the reality that the company that they had worked for and had been investing money in for years was wasted. Many of these people had gone without many of the things that they would have liked to have had so they could save for their future. Many had big plans and dreams for many years. But you know what? They trusted leaders who let them down. They trusted leaders that lied to them. And man, it's that's a tough thing for people to hear that all that work was for nothing. 1 Corinthians 3.12 Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. We all are working in life, and there's going to be many people that the works that they have done were for nothing. I mean, the things. there are many people trying to work their way to heaven. They have physically worked in their churches. They have given money to their churches. They have you know, done charity work. They've done all these good things thinking it's earning them a spot in heaven. And you go and you preach the gospel to them that salvation is by grace through faith and not of works. And they think, all that work I did was for nothing? All that work I did didn't earn me one minute into heaven? It earned me an eternity in hell? Not what they want to hear. Even though it's the truth. You know, it. this has been a problem forever. In Romans, in Paul's day, he said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being of ignorant, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. It's about His righteousness. That's why we're saved. Not our righteousness. Our righteousness. Is as a filthy rag. And we just need to understand that. But you know, you go try telling someone that all them prayers they said, all them repetitive prayers that they did for years and years in their church were for nothing. All those confessions they did, they went and poured their heart out you know, to their priest confessing all their sins to a man, which the Bible said we're not supposed to do, and say that that was for nothing. You know, try telling someone they're speaking in tongues was nothing. And boy, you'll really get a mad at you then. Many people think, you know, you gotta, you know, get filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues to go to heaven. And many people are basing their salvation off an experience of speaking in tongues. And there's nowhere in the Bible where it says that'll save you. But you go tell them that that was nothing. And just watch how upset they get. You know, tell them their giving was for nothing. Tell them their church membership was for nothing. You know, 
when you stand before God, He's not going to check and see what church you are a member of. He's going to see if your name's written in the book of life and your name gets written there when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And But you tell people that that's nothing. I've talked to people they were convinced they were going to heaven because they were going to the same church for 60, 70 years. And going to church is good. Being a member of a church is good. Giving, all these things are good. But they won't earn you a minute in heaven. And unfortunately, people have a tough time receiving that when all their life they've been depending on this. They've been counting on it, believing it. And when you tell them the truth that all your work was for nothing, it's it's a tough pill to swallow. It's not an easy thing. And so we've got, but we've, We've got to figure out how to tell them. We've got to figure out how to get that message across to them. You know, the other phrase we don't like to hear is, you, know, you did it wrong. James chapter 5, verse 20. Let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save his soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. We need to convert people from the error of their ways. They're going the wrong way. They're going down the wrong path. We need to do that. That is, it's so important. It's it's the most loving, caring thing you can do for someone. But you know, telling somebody they did something wrong or are doing it wrong is not what they want to hear. I imagine many of you have experienced this before. I know I have before where I've been putting something together and I'm trying to follow all the instructions and you find out maybe you accidentally skipped a step. You find out you did something wrong and as a result, you have to go back and undo everything. The very desk that I am sitting at right now, when I bought this desk and I started putting it together, that very thing happened. I don't know how many hours I had worked on it. Turned out I had skipped a step. I had done something wrong. And for me to do it and to do it right, I had to take hours worth of work apart and then go back and do what I had forgotten to do and start all over again. And you want to talk about some frustration. I mean, that was frustrating, and that was over something I had just worked on for hours, not something I had been doing for years or my whole life. And, but boy, hearing that, you did it wrong. It's not good. You know, maybe your kids before, they've been doing homework, and you take a look and you see that what they've done. You see they've been doing everything wrong. I've seen that with my children where maybe they're doing their math, and they were doing everything wrong. They were skipping a step and the problem, making all the answers turn out wrong, and they've been working on it for maybe hours, and then you have to go tell them you got to erase all that. You did it all wrong. You know what usually happens? There's usually tears shed after that's happened. I remember the same thing happening to me when I was in school, and it would, I don't want to admit I cried, but I guess I shouldn't lie, but those things did happen. And many people, you have to tell them, hey, you did it wrong. Hey, you know, I understand, you know, you did your, you know, you did your best. You tried to work your way to heaven. You did everything the church said to do. You followed all the rules. You did all the, you know, ceremonial things. But you know what? That's not how you get to heaven. The Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And you know what? That makes it even tougher for people who've been religious and they've done all that hard stuff. And then you tell them the real plan of salvation that's so simple. Many people have too much pride to admit that and they don't have the faith to accept that. And many times they end up refusing it. 
but just you you understand somebody that's worked so hard to gain heaven for years and then you go tell them it's simply by faith by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and it's going to be tough for them that many of them still get it don't give up on them but understand why they're upset and where they're coming from but then last thing I want to mention the phrase that we don't like to hear and that's just that you've been lied to now I wish I could tell you that everybody out there is truthful everyone who calls himself a preacher is a good person and well-meaning but you know what there are some liars out there okay there are some liars for example uh, who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ he is a liar and antichrist anyone who says that Jesus isn't the Christ or the Messiah anyone who says there's another way to heaven other than Jesus Christ is a liar okay and we've got Bible on that that's not what we're talking about today, but many people have been lied to. In 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 18, we have a story of a young prophet who had received very specific commandments from God, and another prophet, an older prophet, came and gave him some different instructions. And he said unto him, I am a prophet, also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me. He said, this came from an angel. By the word of the Lord, saying... Bring him back with thee into thine house that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him, the Bible says. He lied. And you know what? Many people are out there that are nice looking, that are very, you know, seem to be compassionate, caring people, but sometimes people lie. He said, I received this from an angel. You know, there's religions out there that have been started supposedly by a revelation from an angel even though the bible says not to receive any other gospel even it's from an angel because satan can be transformed into an angel of light yet there are people in religion started by a person who said i received this from an angel and you think man but they seem so sincere no they're lying okay it i'm sorry any other gospel it's a lie denies that jesus is a christ he is a liar and people don't like hearing that they have been lied to maybe by somebody that they trusted somebody they looked up to something they respect someone they respected john eight forty four says ye are of your father the devil and the lust of your father ye will do he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaketh a lie he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it all lies come from the devil satan is the first one to ever tell a lie people out there's people out there that are slick they come up with some pretty good lies and you know what those lies you think you came up with them but you didn't you got it from the devil okay he is the father of lies romans 3 4 says god forbid yea let god be true and every man a liar as it is written that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome them when thou art judged okay that should be our mindset not we're you know, God's not saying don't go around calling everybody liars. But our attitude should be, if the Bible says something and someone else says something else, that other person's a liar. Okay, Because God's word is truth. Anyone who says anything contrary to the word of God is a liar. Okay? What am I supposed to believe? You're supposed to believe the Bible. You know, Who am I supposed to believe? Believe the Bible. Okay? And as far as a person goes, believe the one that agrees with the Bible. Believe the one that's preaching the Bible. 
Let God be true and every man a liar. I don't care who it is. I mean, I don't care if it's the Pope himself. If he tells you something contrary to the Scriptures, just mark it down. He is a liar. And I know those are strong words, but we do see here in the Bible where it says to do that. And you might not like that. You might say that's harsh. Well, you know what? You're a liar because that's what the Bible says to do. And so, just obey the Word of God. Anyone who speaks anything contrary to the Bible is a liar. I mean, let him be accursed. And we are going to believe the Bible. We are going to go off of what the Bible says. And people don't want to admit that they've been lied to. We don't like to admit that we were duped. We don't like to admit that we were deceived. You know, when I first got on my own, moved out of the house, and early in my marriage, I got taken a couple times by phone salesman. I hate to admit that, but I'm going to go ahead and admit that right now. That, you know, I I thought many of these people are nice, you know, well-meaning people, you know, trying to sell me a great product. I mean, listen to all the good things they said. And you know what? I, I'm going to admit this right here on the radio. I'm ashamed of this, but this is the gospel truth. You can ask my wife. I once spent, this was right after we got married. I'm so embarrassed, but it's too late. i got to tell you now. I once spent $200 on a phone. Okay, not a cell phone. Okay, This was in 2001 on just a regular landline phone. I don't know how they got me to do that, but I did. And by the time I realized what I had done after I got the phone, it was too late for me to send it back. I went to Walmart, looked at their phones there. They had way cooler phones for less than $50. I, I don't know how that happened. I got sucked in. I got lied to. And you know what? I felt like a fool. And I hated to admit it. And I'm admitting it to you now because it's 14 years later and I guess I've kind of gotten over it a little bit. But it's not something we want to admit. We don't like to admit that we've been deceived, but it can happen. And so how can we ease the pain of these words when we do have to tell people these things? And the truth is we can't ease the pain. We can only, with humility and compassion, just tell them as soon as possible. The longer you wait, the more it's going to hurt. Let's do our job. Let's tell people the truth. Let's proclaim the gospel of Christ and try to save as many people as we possibly can before it's eternally too late. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was a help to you. Thank you for listening to the message this morning by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church in Rock Falls. We hope you were blessed and invite you to tune in next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. as Pastor Tommy brings you more truths from God's Holy Word. For more information about Liberty Baptist Church, visit their website at experience-liberty.com or you can email them at libertybc2011 at att.net.